Hey, all of you beautiful, amazing souls. Welcome to Soul Diaries, Find Your Inner Serenity podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shaw, founder of Inner Serenity Life Coaching. I'm a spiritual and love coach focused on helping women align with their higher self to create joy, love, and abundance in their lives. The true intent of this podcast is for me to share my spiritual journey and soul's messages with you, hence the name Soul Diaries. This podcast will focus on how you can use spirituality to help you live a more balanced life filled with joy and ease. Throughout the journey of this podcast, we will discover various topics on spirituality coupled with my experiences. If you are wondering how you can start living a happier, balanced life, follow along this journey with me. Hey, beautiful souls. This is Irvi. Nice to meet all of you again in today's episode. So this is our second episode of season, well, third episode of season three, second episode with a guest today, we have Andrea. So I met Andrea through Instagram. She has a beautiful platform um, on Instagram. And the way I met her is through the South Asian community. And so she really focuses on uh, South Asian influences on South Asians based off of like things around women identity and some of the things that we go through in our culture. And so I'll quickly just let her introduce herself and then we'll get into today's topic. Hi everyone, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really, really excited. Um, I'm the host for a podcast show and the creator for a community space called Brown, Bad and Bothered, which I started off a year ago. Um, It's a space where I talk about societal norms, cultural issues and topics that are just relatable for brown girls no matter where they are um, around the world. I'm South Asian from Kerala but I grew up in Africa and I relate a lot to being a third culture kid and I've often been judged and faced a lot of stigma for how I dressed, how I talked, who I was friends with and what I did and I feel like that's very relatable for girls out there because they've either been put in that position or they've limited their experience in life being afraid of that stigma. So I'm just here hoping to create a safe space for everyone to um, get knowledge, get awareness and heal and be the best versions of themselves. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so Andrea, this this season, we're really focused on love and self-love. And I know within, you know, I really want to get into a lot of things, especially within our Indian community, South Asian community, and how women are raised and some of the thoughts that we have. But before we dive into all that great and juicy stuff, I really just want to know from you, like, what is your definition of self-love and how have you kind of, um, you know, really navigated through your journey with, with love? Oh, um, it's almost like everyone knows what self-love is as a concept, but it's so hard putting into words, right? But um, I think the way I look at self-love now is it's a manner of putting yourself first and being allowing yourself to be your true self and putting your needs, prioritizing your desires, your wants, and making sure that you're taking care of yourself, right? And um, it's also, I feel like a lot of us sometimes when we look at self-love, we look at self-care as like doing face masks and um, Mm -hmm. yoga and going out for a walk, which is great. I'm not gonna take away from that. But I think that true self-love is also looking at yourself as a human being, noticing and realizing that you have parts of you that aren't so great and are imperfect and you make mistakes and it's still allowing yourself to love those parts of you and nurture them to maybe be better, but still accepting yourself as a whole. Um, 
So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, I know that that in itself is very, I want to say complex for a lot of South Asian girls um, and women, because I mean, and I'll just kind of talk a little bit about my journey. Um, When I started with this whole idea um, of, you know, starting this business and really honing into spirituality and self-love and love in general, um, there was just a lot of I felt like judgment and criticism from every everybody around me but then like Mm -hmm. also like (laughs) within me like I just had a lot of guilt and shame that like oh am I being selfish putting my needs or my passion before me or should I just be like doing um doing like what every other South Asian person is doing like you know like get married and have kids and like not worry about what it is that I truly feel called to do um, and so I kind of want to understand from you, like, what are your thoughts around that? And have you kind of experienced that or seen that with um, kind of community that you have grown up with or are around? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen it. I've seen that journey for myself, that guilt and shame. And I've also somewhat seen it with my mom, too. Um, I think first things first is that within the South Asian community, women are raised to always sacrifice their needs. And they're essentially like from a young age as girls, we're raised to always be somebody else's caretaker and our desires and our needs to take care of ourselves is always like sidelined. So we're just raised without knowing the tool to actually take care of ourselves, right? Or not being able to put energy towards ourselves. So that already makes it more difficult for us to understand how to truly love ourselves and prioritize our needs. But um. Growing up, I grew up in this beautiful country, Botswana, right? And Botswana has a population of maximum 2 million people. So it's a very close-knit country. And within that, the South Indian community specifically, or the Indian community, is it's big in numbers, but it's small in the sense that everyone knows your business, right? And I was very fortunate to have parents who were very progressive or liberal compared to other parents from my family, friends, generation or whatever. And my parents were very much, they were progressive in the sense that they wanted me to do sports. They wanted me to wear fashionable clothes. They wanted me to feel good and be proud of who I was, which wasn't that common. And so they would, I, and my mom too, she would literally like go to nightclubs with my dad and dress sexy and feel confident and wear heels and wear makeup. And it was the same for me. They wanted me to feel proud of who I was. And with that came a lot of judgment from our own community, right? Like I saw aunties shaming my mom for wanting to look sexy and beautiful and confident in her way. And that's that same shame was applied on me as an 11 year old girl, right? So from a young age, I was overly sexualized for literally wearing skinny jeans and I was judged. Um, and I, my mom always let, I know this sounds silly, but things like I was allowed to have my hair let loose. And for some reason within the Asian community, I don't know if it's like a specific to South Indian, but if you tie your hair up in a ponytail, that apparently makes you a good girl. So there was already this, like a lot of internalized guilt on me being like, okay, even though my parents want me to be confident in who I am, I'm almost being isolated from my community. But I still had that confidence of, okay, my parents are saying what they're saying about me doesn't matter because my intentions are right and I have every right to explore this. 
But that also changed as I grew up older because I wasn't allowed to date. And then there's this um, expectation of high achievement in South Asian households. So it turned very quickly into, I'm allowed to be myself to be like, wait a minute, the older I'm getting, the more these expectations placed on me are getting. And there was this guilt into being, I have to be the perfect daughter. If I get caught with the boy, I'm going to ruin the reputation. I have to take a certain career course in my life, right? And it was very, very suffocating. I lived most of my life thinking that I was a huge disappointment and there was this immense guilt placed on me and I suffered a lot with parent pleasing and that led to achievement anxiety and overthinking, which I'm still battling with right now. I'm doing better. Um, but what I've learned from that entire journey is that people are always going to talk smack about you. And in that journey, I've also talked smacked about myself. Like that inner critic's voice mm. had become a huge part of my journey. And it was literally a couple of months ago that I realized that like all this self-care routines that I do for myself, yes, they matter, but nothing's going to change until I'm truly kind to myself. So my biggest goal for this year is to forget about all that negative self-talk and focus on my inner self-talk. And that's something I want every other girl within our community or in any community to realize is that forget about what the society has to say about you because they're always going to have to say something bad. Forget that guilt, try to heal from it because you've got limited time on this world to be happy and put yourself first and you need to do it for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love that you said that uh, about being kind to yourself and really, I mean, you said this before too, like, and I'm not bashing on anybody that does the self-care routines of like, you know, the, the whole face mask and all the great stuff. Like, I mean, I do it too and I love it, but it is so much more. And it is when we talk about self-love or self-care, really loving yourself, it's accepting who you are and loving exactly who you are in this moment with the guilt, with the shame, with everything that you are. Um, And the second point that I really love that you said is like, yes, people are always going to say something negative about you or positive, right? And if you are constantly living your life based off of other people's um, comments, you're not living your own life. You're just letting them control your life. And so what you say to yourself really matters. And, And I had the same journey as well, where I went through anxiety and a lot of my anxiety was because I was just taking on so much from everybody else. Like like everybody else's criticism mattered so much. I became a people pleaser. I, I, you know, and it was costly for me where I couldn't keep up. Like I just felt like a zombie sometimes because I was constantly pleasing everybody and tired of doing it. Um, But I wasn't listening to myself. I just kept listening to everybody else. My myself was saying like just stop this like just stop it like just let go of it and it was very hard for me to come to terms with that but I know that when I did and today like I'm at peace with who I am because I took that journey with saying okay I'm going to listen to myself and really take care of the things that I need to because at the end of the day that's all that matters if I can't take care of myself then I won't be able to take care of anybody else 
Exactly. And like that, it reminds me like the last thing you said, um, well, there are two things you said, but the last part, if I can't take care of myself, then how am I going to take care of everyone else? And that's the type of logic that is completely missing from our community, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. you, you can't expect women to be daughters, wives, daughter-in-laws, mothers, and all these different caretaking roles and putting on all these like 10 different caps if they're not putting energy towards re-energizing their own lives, right? Um, And then the second thing you said about inner peace, right? Is that, I don't know if you've experienced this, but like growing up, I experienced it and I saw a lot of other girls around me. It's like, you know, when we were put in moments where we were uncomfortable or we wanted to speak up and we wanted to talk about what makes us unhappy, we were always told, no, keep quiet. Don't, don't make it a, don't make it a big fuss. It's not a big deal. You know, your, your own emotions, your own experiences are suppressed and belittled for the sake of keeping everyone else's peace. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're for years, we're having this inner turmoil of no peace within ourselves. One, because we can never openly talk about it to the people that we should be able to write our parents, our, it can even go on to relationships and friendships, especially if you're a people pleaser. And then the second thing is, we're never taught how to actually deal with these emotions, right? And how to put ourselves first. Um, And that's how people pleasing then also just builds because you're so afraid of conflict, you're just going to constantly do whatever it takes to keep other people happy, because you think that's your responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other part of people pleasing um, and something that you mentioned is very prominent in our South Asian community is just ignoring emotions and not talking about it, right? Like there, there's so much taboo in our culture and I don't know where it started from, um, but it started from somewhere. And it's like, you can't talk about like a whole laundry list of things. Like it's very hard for young people to kind of even keep up with it because it's like what the hell I'm just not going to say anything to anybody because I'm going to get in trouble for it and so even talking about emotions I mean yes it's with women but I also see it with men and boys like there's just they also are not allowed to be a certain way and like they're not allowed to like you know show their emotions or be you know cry or any of those things right it's like in our culture, that's also looked down upon. Like if they're weak, it's like, why are you being weak? Like you have to be strong. Like you have to take care of everybody. You have to do this. And so um, I, I think that that in itself is, is I don't wanna say it's a problem, but that causes a lot of com- complexities within a person, right? Because it's like, as a human being, we are going through many different emotions at all times of the day. And if we don't process those emotions in a normal way, or I don't want to say normal way, but if we don't process those emotions as they're coming through us, they're just going to be suppressed and they're eventually going to boil up and burst into something else. Um, And not only that, like from a spiritual perspective, emotions are just energy. And so if we just store this energy within us, we're just storing all this pent up energy and holding up space for things that is not going to allow other things to come into our life. So we're constantly attracting the same things over and over again, because we're just suppressing it and we're not letting it go. And I I really like, I mean, for me, that's, that's a big message that I want to send our listeners. And even within our community is like, 
if you're going through something and you feel like you can't speak up or you're feeling like you, you, you feel the guilt and shame and you can't speak up and you can't say it, try to deal with it by yourself. Like start, start journaling, start doing things where you can try to actually just process the emotions on your own. And then, you know, maybe you need to get help, you get a therapist, whatever it may be. But like, I think the first step, and even for me, was just bringing awareness that I had this guilt and this guilt started from me being a people pleaser. And a lot of it was because all of these people were, you know, telling me within my family, you have to be this way, you have to do things this way. And I was constantly living in this world of like competition, which I didn't even want to take part of when I was a small like girl, I remember yeah. <laughs> I was a small girl. I'm like, what the hell? I'm oh, not going to yeah. do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's really important. And I think that we're also living in a very lucky time where, you know, in the last couple of years, I've seen such amazing community spaces being built on social media for, you know, specifically these experiences as a South Asian. And I think, you know, it's, the media you consume also plays a huge role. So if you're feeling this way, reach out to these pages. There's so many. And I know these content creators, like their their intentions are good. They want to listen to you. They want to help you with like awareness and educating you and helping you find the right path, right? But I think, you know, um, it is scary. It is very scary to take that first step because every part of our childhood has been told not to speak up for ourselves, not to cause drama, not to be the black sheep and all of that but it really is you know the first step is accepting that like wait I'm not a bad child I'm not the villain I'm not the evil person for simply putting across my emotions in a healthy manner there's nothing wrong about that and like once you can admit that to yourself you're allowing yourself the space to slowly find ways that you will build comfort in but like at least like start the journey of expressing yourself to yourself in a journal but then like maybe putting boundaries with a partner or friends and eventually like parents like I'm now in this position like after like maybe what like five years of really trying to be conscious about boundaries where I'm good with setting boundaries with my friends and my boyfriend but conflict and boundaries with my parents is still a very touchy thing it's still something I like get all shaky and nervous and sweaty and I almost self-suffocate because I'm like oh my god like what if they react badly but it's it's a journey right it's not always linear there'll be ups and downs but the most important thing is taking that first step for yourself um yeah yeah and and I'm glad that you brought up boundaries because I think that's a very big thing um for women in general but especially for women within our community because once again we're taught that you have to take care of everybody else and there is no boundaries. Like you're just, it's like, you're just like an open, like, like, you know, closet where people just come in and out and take what they need to from you. And that's it. And so um, for me as well, boundaries was very difficult because I felt like, okay, if I put this boundary with my family, um, then I felt very guilty, but then there was this sense of like, but they need me. And like I was just conditioned very much or wired very much to think like, well, if they need me and I put these boundaries, then I'm not going to be there for them. And if I'm not going to be there for them, then I'm not a good daughter. I'm not a good daughter-in-law or I'm not a good sister, um, whatever it may be. And it's not true. Like boundaries are actually healthier for your relationships because you're taking care, like going back, like you're taking care of yourself, 
creating this boundary. So you're having space for yourself and you're allowing yourself to be the person that you want to be. But then the space between you and the other person, whether it's your, you know, sibling, your parents, whoever it may be, you're allowing them to understand like, hey, okay, like, this is our boundary. I'm not going to encroach on this. This is the understanding that we have. And they also then respect you from the perspective that you're respecting yourself. So um, I know for myself, like personally speaking, it was very hard. Um, and we moved recently um, to another state mm-hmm. pretty far away. And like the boundaries just automatically started to create itself. And I can say now my relationships are so much more like like they're just so much more enriched I feel because of that boundary like I'm able to have better conversations I'm able to you know it's not that we don't argue we don't fight but like they happen so like they don't happen as often as they used to because I'm not pissed off all the time talking to like people that call um they understand like okay we're we're far away so we have our own life and this boundary that's now created it's like because I just respected myself and did what I needed to for myself everybody else is now respecting me the same way that I am showing up um and I think that's that's a big takeaway as well like in general like going back to even self-love is like when you love yourself from this place and you actually respect yourself for who you are and you show up in that way, you're telling everybody else, like, this is the way I want to be respected. Like, when you're a people pleaser, or you are not respecting yourself, or you're just letting people come in and out of your life and do as they please, you're actually just inviting them and telling them like, hey, you can treat me this way. I'm allowing you to treat me this way. Um, Because that's exactly what you're doing. And so from a from a like law of attraction perspective, even like if you're going to allow, if you're not going to respect yourself and you're going to allow that um, energy to be attracted to you, that's exactly what's going to happen. But if you want people to respect you and you want people to really um, love you for who you are, then you got to do it for yourself first. Like you can't expect that from others if you're not going to do it for yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. I completely agree with you. And like, um, I look at my relationship now with my partner, David, and one of almost the biggest eye-opening experiences or lessons I've learned from him is that he's so, um, um, his boundaries are very important to him, right? Like the way he spends time, like he's very open. He's like, I need this alone time during this week for me to re-energize. And it's not an insult to you as a girlfriend. It's something I need for myself so that I can come back and be the best version of myself, right? And he wants the same from me. So in my previous relationships, it was almost like if I had like a plan to do a self-care day, but then my ex-boyfriend came up to me and was like, hey, actually, I want us to go on a date or I want to spend time together or vice versa. We always dropped our self-love time and self-care time or what we wanted to do for ourselves for the other person. Whereas like in my relationship now, my partner is like, no, in this relationship, you still have to put yourself first. You have to take care of yourself because if you can't do that, then how are we going to come together in individuals and be the best versions of ourselves, right? And that Mm -hmm. for me was like such a different experience and almost like phenomena because I've always grown up seeing couples just like almost be too 
intertwined and like always prioritize each other too much. And it's taken me realizing that, you know, not just romantic relationships, but like every relationship you have, um, it like the pot, like imagine like all your relationships, friendships, family, all types of relations are a pot and that pot is all next to each other side by side. You want those pots to be, um, what's the word, parallel to each other. So they're all going in the same direction, right? But they're, they're, they're their own individual tracks. And the aim for it is that you all can unite and work in peace and unity together, but still have your own thing going on. But what I see in our community is that instead of having your own like pot together, everyone's just twisted and intertwined and it's so codependent. There's no boundaries because of people pleasing and societal expectations. And especially with parents and partners, you're expected to drop everything to keep them happy and you're expected to consume all your time with them. And I think, you know, for anyone out there listening, if you're in a relationship or if you're thinking of getting in a relationship, you have every right to still be an individual, still prioritize your time. Not everything, not all your energy has to go towards just pleasing your partner. And that's something our society does a bad job at saying, right? Especially to girls, they're like, your role is to be a daughter. You listen to your parents' rules and then you marry a man and you do the same. You meet all of their wants and desires. Um, so I think it's important to like keep that in mind and, you know, let yourself be who you want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think at the core of it, right, like we're all individuals, we're all individual human beings. And so that's at the core of all of us. Um, and with that said, that means that we all have individual paths that we have to acknowledge and we have to just find our own way in a sense right like I I used to see this with my grandmother and I love her rest her soul but you know she was so she was so um so ingrained within the family that like everything she did from the day from the moment she woke up to the moment she went to sleep was like gotta take care of this person I gotta do this I gotta do this and like I remember I used to ask her like don't you do anything for for yourself like can we just like you and I like just go somewhere so no 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 I gotta do this thing and like um you know that's how my mom was raised and so obviously those teachings were passed down to me and and I think about it and I mean yes in, in their society maybe in their times that that was needed and that's what was um what was expected of them and they uphold up, upheld it you know and she was also in India whole different dynamic than now but I feel like a lot of times what happens, especially within our community, is that we move from our country to another country and we take everything and we say that it's our culture, but it's not our culture. Like our culture is so much more that it's not that. Like our culture respects women and it, it, and it talks about women being individuals. Like we have so many in our history, right? And so it's like, we should be really honing in on that and teaching our daughters that like you can be a powerful woman if you want to. And if that's your path, then that's what you should do. And if you feel called to speak up, then you should speak up. But at the core of it is that we need to respect ourselves as a human being and love ourselves as a human being. And until we don't do that, we're not going to be fulfilled in life like we're going to have very empty relationships we're going to have very empty experiences because we just aren't 
in true love with herself. Like I've said this in other episodes, but like the one relationship that you really need to take care of in your life is the relationship that you have with yourself. Like you have to love yourself. And if that is something that you have a hard time doing, like that is something you need to prioritize because until you don't love yourself, you're not going to have a fulfilled life and you're not going to experience life the way that you desire it to because your expectations are going to be on, oh, if I get into this relationship, it's going to, it's going to you know, give me the validation I need. And it's, it's not going to because that validation needs to come from within you. And if it doesn't, then it's going to be empty and you're just going to yeah. fight with this other person. And I would just like to add one more thing to that is that if you aren't aware of what your needs are and what your priorities are and you can't communicate it to yourself, how are you going to communicate that needs to your partner or your friends or your parents? They're not mind readers. You can't expect them to look at you and be like, oh, this is what she needs or he needs and this is what they want and this is what's going to keep them happy. Like, So either way, your relationships are going to feel unfulfilled. They're not going to feel as wholesome and happy as they should be. Um, So it really takes like, that's why boundaries are so important. That's why it's so important to be able to express your emotions, negative or positive in a healthy manner. The both of us aren't saying to the listeners, if you're upset, go yell at your partner, go yell at your parents. No, like there's still a healthy way to deal with negative emotions. And it's important to start that journey of knowing how to do it, because that's just going to open up this whole world to you and make you feel loved and appreciated and seen and valued by others, but most importantly, yourself. Yeah. And I think, I think with that is also the thought of dropping the expectations that others have put onto you that now you now have on yourself. And with that is also a lot of labeling. Like, I feel like through my journey, I did this a lot. Like I felt like other people expected me to do things and I assumed and whether they did or not, I don't really know anymore, but um, I expected myself to do that because I thought that others expected. And if they didn't, then I labeled myself, like I'm going to be a bad, you know, daughter. I'm going to be, you know, they're going to tell my parents that I'm not, you know, um, I'm not like good or all of those things and lots of labeling. Right. And, and, I think that's where we start to really complicate our life is when we start to think that other people expect things from us and then we label ourselves. And so if, you know, it's really just posing the question to yourself, if you were able to drop these expectations and you were able to drop these labels, like who would you be and what, like, how would that make you feel? And really just starting to start your day from that person um, and day by day, you know, it compounds uh, into you being that person. And I know when I started my journey, this is exactly how I started. Um, I kept thinking, like, do they really expect that of me or do I expect that of me? And then I'm like, okay, I expect that of me. Okay, why do I expect that of me? Where did that start from? And um, I used to keep a journal. Now, when I read back to like those, journal posts that I had from like years ago I'm like wow like that's so much growth that I've like done in all of these years and it's it's amazing how much we store within ourselves like yeah within our mind but then like that translates into our emotions and into our being 
and into our energy that we don't realize that this is the person that we've created. And the beauty of it is you get to decide to create another person if you want to. It's, mm-hmm. it's your choice. Yeah. And, um, you know, like almost going going back to what where I started off with this whole community expectations and aunties talking smack, a lot of those expectations also come from the fear of what the community is going to say about you if you make a certain decision, right? So let's say you've placed this expectation on yourself. It's because you're anticipating the negative comments and judgments that will come from making a sudden decision. Like, for example, being like starting um, a course in medicine and then two years in, you realize like, wait, I absolutely hate this. But if I tell my parents I want to change to like, marketing or liberal arts or whatever it is I can't do that because I'm going to bring shame to my family and all these aunties are going to judge me and it's going to turn into like this whole like gossip town back home and that's sort of like where our minds go where it's like and this is why I said at the beginning like stop worrying and caring about what other people say because they'll always one have something to say but then Mm -hmm. you're also just putting yourself in the cycle of overthinking that's just going to stop you from doing what you want to do, right? And um, it's so important to end that cycle and realize that it's not worth living your life based on potential expectations that other people place on you, but also the judgments that, you know, might label you as a bad person, but really like the way I look at it is I'd rather be labeled a bad person by some ridiculous set of requirements if it means that I get to spend the rest of my 40 years in a career that I like with a partner that loves and respects me and dressing the way I want to dress and talking the way I want to talk because it's my life right and it's hard to put yourself in that mindset but once you do you realize that like okay if I look like the villain to them then so be it but I know in my heart I'm not exactly exactly and I mean See, the the funny thing about these labels is like everybody has their own definition, right? Like to somebody, bad might be, you know, you you dress a certain way and you talk a certain way, but then somebody else is like, oh, she's fine. Like, that's okay. And it's it's really trying to peel all of those layers in yourself and and giving yourself that own, own definition. Like, how do you define yourself? And how do you want yourself to be? And that's the only opinion that matters ever. Because if you don't have that definition, it's like other people are just going to come and like pretty much put the sticker on you. And then you're just going to take that and be like, yeah, so that person said like, I'm like that. And so I'm like this. And then you start to act that way, right? And so it's, it's really important to step back and start to really think of, okay, well, they might think I'm bad, but what does bad really look like? And like, I don't think Mm -hmm. I am. And so I'm fine. I'm just going to be doing me and doing my life and loving myself and and being kind to myself and being kind to others. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters in life. Like if you're able to really do that, you're going to have a happy life. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree with that. And at the same time, while I say what other people say doesn't matter, <clears throat> sorry, um, it's also the only way we can end this cycle of labeling is if as a community, this generation comes together and we 
allow ourselves to do the things that might be labeled as bad, then we might show the older generation like, wait, all these things that we're calling bad are actually very normal and everyone seems to do it, right? And I know it's like, it's hard to explain, but the normalization of us going against the labeling and doing what makes us happy is going to actually make the other generation realize like, oh, wait, maybe the world has changed and maybe these things are actually completely okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also believe that like, we're all on our own individual paths and we all have our own way of looking at things and our own perspective, right? And so when I think about parents and, and our parents' generation or even our grandparents' generation, they look at their life, us, everything around them from their perspective because that's where they are in their journey of life and their spiritual journey as well. And so for us to like go to them and and really argue with them like this is why like it's never going to like maybe you'll be able to like convince them but the idea isn't to you know argue with them and to fight with them the idea is just to be you and accept you and as much as you're able to accept yourself the people around you will slowly start to accept you as well and the people around you will slowly start to see like oh okay this is what it is there's still going to be those people that are out there that are going to be like, look at that generation. Like they don't know what they're doing. Like, um, I mean, and I can even see this in myself being, you know, I'm in my thirties now. And so like Bollywood movies, right. So like growing up, Bollywood movies used to be so innocent. There was no kissing at all. Like if there was a kissing scene, like it would just like flip to the next scene. And so now it's like, you see the movies. I'm like, what kind of movies are these? It's so like stupid. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like my parents. And so it's- We're we're all going to turn into them. (laughs) So, I mean, my point of that is saying like, you know, we all have our own perspective of things. and, And it's really like, I know a lot of my friends and even the younger generation, some of the people that I coach, they kind of are like, oh, I can't stand it. I want to convince them that like, and it's not about you convincing them. It's about you just being you. Like get that right first, get that straight first and really work on yourself and work on yourself, accepting yourself first and everything else will fall into place because what's going to happen is if you waste your energy on convincing other people and arguing with other people, but you're not sure who you are, what are you exactly arguing? Like, like what, they're going to ask you questions and you're going to like flip flop all the time because you're not being consistent and true to yourself. And so there is a point in time when you might need to speak up and you might need to fight. Like for myself, mm-hmm. this is how I found this platform. And I felt the need to speak up and talk about a lot of things specifically within our community or even about, you know, um, different things within, um, our, in, within Hinduism and like how women are treated and all these different things. Like I believe very strongly about that as a spiritual person, but at the same time, I know that there's some people that are going to get it. And there's some people that are just going to be like, she's just, you know, a new generation person. And she doesn't understand our religion or our culture or anything. And yeah. that's fine. I'm, I'm not made for everybody. And yeah, that's the message that I kind of want to send to everybody today is like, you're not going to be made for everybody. And that's okay. Like you have to accept yeah. that. And it's also, it's not your responsibility to make sure everyone understands you. And it's not your responsibility to change everyone's minds because also at the same time, like our grandparents or whoever these people who don't get us, they also have so much trauma 
that is unhealed that they don't even recognize and they don't even know where to start healing from. So just sometimes it's better to not start certain conflicts because there's it's not about winning it. It's just it's not going to do much for you. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, so to end today's episode, what is one final thing that you would like to say to the audience? Um, anything that we talked about, any takeaways, anything that you really want to just have them remember? Um, all right, I'm gonna try to put this, summarize it. Um, I want you right now to sit down and reflect, what do you really want in life? Who do you want to be? What do you want to get out of the next 50, 60, 40 years that you have on this earth? Visualize it and put aside any judgment you think your society is going to give you, your parents, your partner, your friends, right? Put them aside and realize that if they're good for you, they will support you. If they're not, then their opinion in the first place doesn't matter, right? Forget about what will people say? What will people think? Do this for you and embark on a journey where you're allowing yourself to be kind to yourself for your good, for your good parts and for your flaws and accept yourself for who you are and give that you the spotlight to live your dreams. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, before we end, um, do you want to just let everybody know how they can find you, your Instagram? I'll leave it in the description as well but um if you just want to how can we find you if we're looking for you um so on instagram i am brown bad and bothered um and you can find me on apple and apple podcast spotify and google podcast with the same name definitely feel free to check out the podcast my instagram i'm trying to like do a lot of funny reels if that's what you're into um and yeah i'd love to connect with you guys Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on my episode. I'm so grateful for you being here. And I had wonderful, wonderful conversation with you. Um, to all my guests, I hope that you enjoy today's episode. We'll be back next week with a new guest talking about love and everything about love. Uh, and with that, peace, love and light. Namaste. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shah. If you liked today's episode, please leave a comment and a review. That would be greatly appreciated. And please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll leave my link for Instagram and Facebook in the details below. As always, peace, love, and light. Namaste. Thank you.